Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my uh, fabulous extravaganza inducing co host, Mozzie. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I used the wrong part of speech, and so I had to add some words. It's okay. We, we all use the wrong parts of speech sometimes. Sometimes in the wrong place of the sentence, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, you, um, you make word soup and you serve it to the guests. And that's what I did. So Perfect. Um, I love word soup. <laughs> yeah, not to be confused with alphabet soup. See, word soup, it gives you the whole words. So right, like, there's right. a little less creativity, but it's easier to, like, make a message. Because with alphabet soup, if you want to say, like, like, good morning or have a nice day it takes a long time to get to figure it out but like you just got to find the words in the word soup now sometimes you get like unusable words and sometimes you can't find the word you need but you know it's you know sometimes creativity is spurred by restrictions so that's what the word soup does for you but um it's just you need too many alphabet soups to make that message you should be able to customize your alphabet soups so you can have messages you want to send to your loved ones yeah, like if I want to make Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven out of, you know, soup letters, I would rather have soup words to start with as a base. But um, anyway, so last week our picks went pretty decently. You went 10 and 4. Uh, I went 9 and 5 because I changed to Houston Sunday morning like a scrub because I thought they would, you know, play better. They did not. I'm, I'm not going to blame you for picking Deshaun Watson to win a game. Yeah, and then. He's great. We, went, we both went really back and forth on New Orleans, Carolina, which you know, reasonably so based on the outcome. But For sure. So, yeah. That one pretty – like, all together of all the games, that one went, like, the most to the script. Like, 24-27 mm. Saints, win by three, relatively high-scoring affair. Yeah. Fun to watch. Pretty classic NFC South Divisional game there. So um, <laughs> on the year, you are sitting at 71% pick rate. I'm at 65% pick rate uh, because most of the times when we disagree on a pick, you end up coming out uh, on top. <laughs> Dude, we are, I mean, we are two-thirds correct on our picks. And I just, I like, I want to bring this up, which I hate when people say that on podcasts. Like, I want to bring this up as if it hasn't been, yeah. been brought yeah, up It's before, our fucking like, show. We can say what we want. So Right, exactly. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, when you're watching pick shows and ESPN and all those other media outlets that cover NFL, they do about five picks, whoever their crew is. They And they, they like, cherry pick who they're picking. They get, mm -hmm. like, five picks, and they get to pick, like... Yeah, they, they, like they do, like, a confidence index, right. and they pick their most and they're confident like, ones. Oh, we got three out of five right. We have a 60% pick average. Well, we pick every single game, and we are sitting at 65 71% on mm -hmm. our pick ratios. We are killing it on the picks this week. If if we take a team in a matchup, it is more likely than not than we are right, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, want, I, I can't wait for sports betting to get legalized in Ohio fully. Because, <laughs> like, I don't like using, like, all that overseas crap. Like, I'm not going to, like, drive to Indiana. Like, if I, if I had gotten into, like, game picks more so when I was, like, when we were at Miami, it would have been easy because I just drive 10 minutes over and then I'm there. But you drive 10 minutes across the line, make a couple bets and drive over, grab some Everclear on the way. <laughs> Honestly, sounds like a great weekend. Sounds like a great <laughs> way to start a weekend. Yeah, it sounds like a Saturday. <laughs> sounds like an Oxford Saturday. So... That sounds like I should make a song called an Oxford Saturday. That is actually a very good name for a song. Yeah. Oxford Saturday. <laughs> it could be a lot of things. Um, so 
on to our uh, recaps. We have a lot of things to go over. Not as much in our first game, the Thursday night game with the Giants and Philly. Um, Philly. Well, that also went pretty much to script, huh? Yeah, Philly should. Philly did not deserve the win, but like <laughs> this game fucking sucked, man. It was only good because it was close, but it was like it was terrible. It wasn't enjoyable. It was close, but it, <laughs> yeah, it like, wasn't enjoy- it was like I only watching watched- two books paper cut each other to death. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's stoppable force and movable object, but they're both yeah. both not super fun to watch. I'm you know glad I missed it. Yeah, it literally only <laughs> got good in the fourth quarter because like at like midway through the third, I'm like this game sucks. I'm like I feel like the, it's gonna take the fourth quarter to like get anywhere close to the over under. I think it's still hit under, but it was bad, man. Twenty two, twenty one. Was it a forty three? Something like that. I think it might have been forty three and a half. It was like I think it just went under or something. Woo! But, Yay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we uh, think about Richard Rogers' call was good. Oh yeah, he worked out on Richard Rogers has taken over the third uh, string tight end role. (laughs) Even with uh, what was it, Jason Kroom and you know allegedly a keen Butler at tight end. He did get a target. He got an end zone target that didn't convert. But uh, yeah, so yeah, the tight end role is valuable in Philly mostly because they have no receivers. Because Deshaun Jackson lasted all of like seventy five percent of a game, which. Dude, that was ridiculous. Like, if they want him to stay healthy, don't have, like, I get he's a dangerous punt returner, but, like, you know he's going to try his hardest to return every single kick, and, like, obviously, like, you never want to, like, blame someone for injury, but if you, like, fold yourself over hamburger-style trying to dodge a tackle, you're kind of, like, welcoming some issues, I feel like. Gotta go hot dog, dude. (laughs) Like, I love him, and, like, obviously, I wish he wasn't hurt, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, talking about, um like defensive and offensive things as far as like it's always a defensive player getting the penalty for the helmet and like maybe like once every eight weeks they call an offensive player for the lowering the helmet is that kind of thing where sometimes the offensive player like does put themselves in danger yeah no and you know if he wasn't fully healthy you shouldn't have brought him back i don't know mm-hmm. do you so, think he was fully healthy i think he was i'm pretty sure it's a separate injury i mean that just kind of sucks but yeah um Right fibula fracture and high ankle sprain. They're probably going to go on IR. It's a, it's a different injury because what what did he have Ooh. previously? I forget. But I'm pretty right. sure it's a different one. I mean, that's pretty gnarly. So they are once again reduced to... Yeah, because it was previously like a hammy thing that was holding back a while. Um, uh, so on this, so Jalen Ragor um, is going to be back soon. I don't think right away. I don't think this week. Um... He's eligible to come off IR, but they'll probably hold him out to offer the bye because they have a week nine bye. So, yeah, I would assume he's back week 10, but he could be kind of a preemptive waiver pickup. Same with Goddard, who's kind of due back week 10. Like, week 10, the Eagles, like, get some of their shit back, and hopefully they know they keep their shit. (laughs) Who does uh, Philly has Dallas this week, right? Yeah, so they could probably eke out that one regardless because Dallas is a fucking train wreck. Holy shit. Awful. Yeah, massive garbage. I mean, this division is in general, but um, <laughs> yeah, the Eagles. Like, I think as long as the Eagles have Carson Wentz, they can win this division. I think so too. I think a lot of the hate on Wentz is completely unwarranted. Mm-hmm. I have which, stood by it. Well, she did do some it. pretty bad. Like, it was funny because, like, my first thought was every time we defend Wentz, he comes out and does some dumb shit. Like, he did some dumb shit this game, but like, he, he got it. But he put his shit together in a bag, got it together, and. Pretty much won them the game in the fourth quarter. 
So right, he. I mean, he has very like Brett Favre type play. Yeah, he goes hero mode, and sometimes it fucks him. But he, you know, exactly. He goes hero mode. Sometimes he tries to do too much. He causes a pick or a turnover, and sometimes yeah. he doesn't do too much. He does just enough, and it works. And it works out for him. But, you know, end of the game, close game, fourth quarter, it's Carson Wentz. Do you trust Carson to win the game? And I absolutely do. I absolutely do. He he is great at escaping the pocket and pressure uh, situations and making throws on the run. He's He's excellent at that. He's one of the best that I've seen at that. He makes some bad decisions, sure. But, you know, game on the line, like, this is the guy you want. And I don't know. I, I hate when people, especially Philly fans that are just so. Yeah, well, uh, Philly fans are Philly fans. That's just. God. Like, like oh, when sucks. Dude, who is he throwing to? Yeah. He, he has Tra- Kelsey, Travis Fulgham is now his, his stud, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah. So, it's tough. So, um, Giants. It is important to have wide receivers on your team. Yeah. I see, think. New England. <laughs> Yeah, so giant side, um, Danny Dimes hit like the top QB speed in like the last couple of years, which is fucking hilarious. And like the, the thing, you, yeah, the thing you sent me of the win probability and him tumbling. <laughs> went, oh my god, dude, that was fucking amazing. That's like the best like content I've seen this year, football wise. Holy Danny holy. trips. Oh my god. Yeah, the, 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 yeah the BW threes got him with the sprinkler there. <laughs> but right. <laughs> Yeah, he like he is their team. Like, he he definitely leads them in rushing this year. Um, and I got the team found it funny. Like they they scored, so the team found it funny. But um, the pretty much the main thing here is um, the well one Sterling Shepard looks solid. He looked really good. Um, he's probably their best all around receiver. Like I mean, obviously I love Slayton because he's fun and has he's great at the deep ball. But Sterling Shepard's their best like all around receiver for sure. And they haven't been using him enough. Yeah. So here's like a crazy stat I heard like on the way back home listening to, um, I think it's the Fantasy Pros podcast. Um, Sterling Shepard's last 18 games where he's like played like all or most of the game. He's had at least six targets in like the last 18 games he's played fully slash most of. Wow. Yeah. It's like every time he's in, they get him involved because he's like good and he gets open and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's good. Sterling yeah. Shepard is good. Yeah, and then um, last injury, we had um, Devonta Freeman get hurt, and Wayne Gallman looked better, just, I think, objectively better <laughs> instead. Um, the bar, though, is pretty, pretty, pretty low. Yeah, um, but if uh, they get who they have next week, I'm trying to remember. They only get Tampa next week. So <laughs> a the, Monday night matchup, by the way. Gosh. Uh, well, at least I can do something else Monday. Um, at least I'm working. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch a half and then be like, "Yep, yeah, this is right," <laughs> and call it. Gosh, that's gonna be a fucking bloodbath. Um, why is that a game? My notes for that game are: please flex this, please, please <laughs> flex this game. I beg of you, please. Yeah, that's maybe- it. Maybe we'll luck into like, well, I shouldn't say luck. It maybe they'll like put another Sunday game or like another game on Monday and put that in five o'clock slot. I mean, seriously, maybe no another team fucks up the Rona and then nobody wants to watch the Giants play Tampa. No, <sighs> no offense to the Giants who are bad. Oh yeah, much Tampa. offense. I'd say it like <laughs> they need they need offense. Right? <laughs> That is not a close game in any merit. There is, I mean, it's like a ninety nine point nine percent chance Buccaneers win that, right? Yeah. Uh, what's the spread? 
because it's not it's not jet <laughs> spread, but um, so without looking, take a guess. Well, all right. Well, I looked yesterday, uh, so okay. I have I have you know foresight. I was like, what is this? An eleven point spread or a thirteen point spread, and it was eleven. Yes, I think it's going right to go now. up to thirteen. Yeah, it, it came down to ten and a half. Like <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> I would too to cover. So, but yeah, I'm looking at some of these spreads and like the Chiefs Jets one just hilarious, man. It's something they else. will cover the spread <sighs> probably because so it's down to 19 and you think the Jets score 10, the Chiefs score 30 at minimum. Like eh, so, anyone that says otherwise is either on some drug that I need or <laughs> they're a Chiefs fan that is highly self-deprecating. Yeah. So J-Hot, but um, or or they just aren't Jets fans know that it's gonna get covered. Um, because pe- yes. apparently, because like people keep taking the Jets to cover like these giant spreads, and they keep not. So <laughs> it's funny. But Dude, what fools are doing this? Fools. Appa- apparently, like quote unquote sharp money is like coming in like early in the week on Jet spreads for them to cover because they're so enormous. But the Jets are just so bad. Yeah. Um, they literally. We'll get to them. We'll we'll get to the yeah. to the Jeeps. So anyway, um, speaking of sadness, we had Detroit at Atlanta. We picked Atlanta. They should have won. Um, <laughs> just another instance of Atlanta finding a way to blow a lead. Um, Our official call was who blows the lead. Yeah, first. literally, whoever had the ball with like two minutes left, which I guess it was one minute left. Um, like, the team with the ball last wins. That's how it works in this game. That was correct. Um, there was less offense than we'd hoped. Like, okay, the yardage was there, but the scoring wasn't there just because the teams are, like, bad enough. Like, this, so this is kind of a thing moving forward I want to touch on real quick is, like, when you have these high implied totals, when you're kind of, like, this is maybe more of a DFS thing, but, like, if you're picking, like, high total games to pick, to, like, pick players from, always kind of target like the better record teams because when you get like a two and like three team and like a one and five team going against each other like they could just be bad and it doesn't shoot out like you hope <clears throat> but i thought we were pretty on the money though hawk got his uh last second touchdown literally last second yeah the, the fourth quarter brought all this home like fantasy wise pretty much yeah, like, um, I think everyone else was pretty solid. I mean, Kenny Galladay. Dude, oh my God, I love like, all, every single one of his catches was fucking amazing. Like That catch and double coverage where he laid yeah, out so and the game for them, yeah. Like, oh, man. Like, everyone's going to talk about, you know, the game when he touched on the Hawkinson, but Kenny's catch set that up. Like, he, he won them the game. That was absolutely incredible. I love Kenny Galladay. I really hope they pay him and he stays in Detroit. I mean, they should. He's he's the perfect receiver for Stafford, too. He really is. I've heard people say that, like, he doesn't get separation as well as other what people. You, I'm like, well, are you comparing him to Calvin Johnson? Because nobody does Yeah, like, separation I, I saw, Johnson. like, a comp of, like, him and Devontae Adams. Like, of course he doesn't get separation compared to Devontae Adams. No one does. And, oh, like, yeah. Devontae's amazing. Yeah, because, like, his... His like short yardage, like like within like ten ish or whatever, like basically like short routes, like he doesn't like add a lot of expected points, but like mid range and deep he adds a ton, which makes sense. That, that that's his game. Like he his like his like short separation is not his game, but 
like at the catch point, he is one of the best receivers in the game at it. So right, and he happens to be a pretty big receiver. I don't know how tall Kenny Galladay is, but he's rather large like for a human being. Yeah, so, he's pretty big. He can use his body to make contested catches, even if you know the separation isn't amazing off the corner. Mm-hmm. If the ball is in the right place. He can box out the corner, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if the ball is within, like, two feet of him, he's going <laughs> to... Right. <laughs> two feet's probably, like, you know, very conservative, too. It's probably, like, five feet, honestly, but... <laughs> I'll always, always, always remember the Calvin Johnson Sports Center infograph where, like, they're talking about his wingspan and how he can cover an entire garage... <laughs> catch radius like if you if he's standing in the middle of a two-door garage you can throw it to either end of the garage and he'll catch it I'm like who the has the time to make this thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so yeah on on the year let's see he's gotten seven eight six and seven targets so he's averaging his, a nice seven targets a game five catches a game he's gotten over 100 in his last two hundred yards that is um hasn't hit pater since week four but he's gotten either 100 yards or a touchdown in all of his four games he's played this year. So There we go. Yeah. He'll get his uh, touchdown regression at some point. Dude, his like his yards per target is absurd, and like his catch rate is way higher than it should be is the funny part. Like He caught six of seven targets last week, and like, like I said, all six were absurd. Like This guy's nuts. So mm. Love um, me some Kenny Galladay. He was amazing. Uh, Stafford was good. He, I mean, he didn't get the fantasy payoff for what his stats were because i mean his completion percentage is probably 80 percent i think it was um but uh you know they they had a lot of matt prater field goals falcons pass rush was pretty decent Mm -hmm. i think that's something that's worth mentioning going forward throughout the years that their pass rush is actually fairly competent uh for the falcons um but yeah i mean that was a close game <clears throat> literally came down to whether or not Todd Gurley stopped in time. Yeah, which you assume they made the field goal at the end. That's not a given, but you assume they right. But Yeah, like you're not going to be mad at him for scoring there when you're down by two. Like you got to hope. Go you got to hope that your defense can stop him, but like, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it was sad for me as a Falcons fan watching them just throw another one down the toilet but hey better pick so better pick they're not a playoff team at this point i'm like they're they're competing enough like they like i know their record is ass now but they've competed almost in all the games pretty much they've been in every game they've had a lead in almost every game if not have they had a lead in every game i don't think they led the packers i don't think okay maybe that's the only one and that's fair yeah, because they've had a lead in almost every game. Seattle, Seattle beat them pretty badly, and the Packers beat them pretty badly. But they were kind of they were in all the other games. They mostly had the one win, but like like all the other games, they were in or led at some point. I don't know if they led the Panthers at all or not in that week five. Oh, they did at one point, but not for long. They that one. There you go. That was a one score game, but still, yeah, it's they, they just can't win close games. It's sad. mm Hmm. But um, they might start. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into the uh, whole trade deadline as that comes up later. But yeah, they yeah. might start be look, you know, looking for the uh, rebuild opportunity for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. One last thing to hit on is Hayden Hurst got more involved this game. He got his he got seven targets. So I, that I think 
he'll continue staying more involved. Obviously, last week he got quote unquote like garbage time touchdown, but his last two weeks has been a lot more productive. So yeah, six for sixty eight. Yeah, like that. Yeah, he he had seven targets here, so that was really reassuring. So if you have him, you know, feeling a little better now. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Cleveland at Cincy. We both picked Cleveland, but man, this was this was a good game. Like this was actually a really good game. Um, pretty much everyone was fantasy viable. I loved my call here at the bottom when I said, uh, with no mixin, Giovanni Bernard is automatically an RB1. Yeah. Which, and he was. Which, <laughs> until his touchdown at the end, he, like, almost was in. Then he, yeah, he got that, like, well, what would have been a go-ahead touchdown, but. <laughs> yeah, who was the other guy they were using? Um... They they were using uh, some. It was just him. Else. Oh, Samaje P. Ryan got one carry. Yeah. Uh. Well, he was there too. Yeah. Bur- Burrow got six carries. I mean, he'll he'll do that. Huh. Yeah. I remember I saw Samaje P. Ryan out there a few times. Yeah, and I was like, chuckling. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Boy Green and Higgins all were good. Oh yeah. With Boyd, so had a great I did game, a, kind of. We we knew Boyd would ball out. He was one of our bangers. Yep, Boyd was a banger. I traded Higgins last week because hmm. um, I I am full at wide receiver in this particular league where I have Devonte and Kenny Galladay and some other guys. <laughs> right, um, <laughs> NFC North baby. I think I have Justin Jefferson too, but I cool. traded Higgins away, got Gaskin because I have no running backs, mm-hmm. and it worked out perfectly because yeah. Gaskin was on a buy. The other guy got to use Higgins, which helped him get the win, and then uh, I still creamed my opponent with my wide receivers. Nice. It worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Higgins. Higgins is looking good. Yeah, his touchdown was nice. He just kind of bounced, like, pinball through some tackles. Um, Kareem Hunt had a solid game. He got a touchdown kind of late in the game. Um, a lot of injuries uh, beforehand that we didn't have when we recorded, Hooper got rolled out, and so I was on Njoku, but then like an hour before game time, it came out that, um, like an hour and a half before game time, the starting lineups came out, and Harrison Bryant was starting, so I unfortunately didn't get any wins this week because Lamar Jackson was on a bye, I foresaw that, um, but You also went, played a guy who had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae. Also true, but, um, so I, uh, in Dynasty, I've got Harrison Bryant. I activated him off taxi, played him. I mean, it was just over Logan Thomas and Dalton Schultz, so not that ballsy. And then I had him ever in DFS. He balled out. Like, he got his two touchdowns, but he still, like, he got, what, like, five targets, I think? Yeah. Yeah, he had five targets, and he got a four for 56 and two. And then Njoku also got a touchdown. So this is a very tight end heavy offense, like, receiving-wise. But it was very reassuring Cause, so I really don't remember, and I can't find enough because we like barely talked about tight ends. But I know Harrison Bryant was one of my two favorites. I know he was on your list when we were doing the uh, sort of the preseason predictions of guys coming out of the draft that we really liked. You mm-hmm. were high on. I remember you had Albert O and Cole Komet, which were sort of like the consensus yeah. one and so two. I, 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 wasn't, was I wasn't that big on Cole Komet. I wasn't that big on Cole Komet. I didn't have him in my top three. I don't think. I, I don't remember if that was pre-draft or post-draft, though. But I know, I, I know, like Brian, Albert O, and then um, ha- like Bryson Hopkins were like three that I liked a fair amount. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I, I couldn't find any like any like thing like any data we had on the tight ends because I don't know if we actually wrote anything down or not because <laughs> of how you know not impressive the tight end class was. But 
It was it was one of the worst tight end classes we've ever had to pick mm-hmm. through. But Cole Komet has put together two good weeks for it's worth. But uh, anyway, so um, somehow. Yeah. And then next big thing was Odell tore his ACL this game. Um, yeah, which I guess partially under the tight ends falling out. So moving forward, Hooper's probably on another game. So I guess we get another Harrison Bryant week. But I mean, you expect Jarvis Landry as long as he's healthy. Because apparently he's like a rib injury um, to get a lot of targets. And then Rashard Higgins. Um, is it Rashard? Rashad? Anyway, um, he came in, got six targets, six catches, 110 yards, which Baker has consistently liked him. It's, it's just been a Rashard Higgins consistency help thing. Mm-hmm. And then, I think it's Rashard. Rashard, yeah, it's Rashard. Okay. Yep. And then, um, yeah, we saw Cream uh, get more involved in the past game, too. So. Yeah, no Odell. I mean, it spreads the, it spreads everything out a lot for this offense. Which, weirdly enough, they did better once he left. But it's uh, I mean, you get a receiver like Odell, you have to ask the question: Does the team try to get the ball to him too much? Yeah, I don't like, know if I necessarily agree with that. I I mean, looking at Odell's targets over the past few years, it's not like he's been overly targeted mm-hmm. if you ask me yeah like it could just be like a mental thing for a baker because the, the thing that comes back into my brain is the one clip where he goes up to jarvis and odell and tells him like oh like yours is coming like after he throws a touchdown to someone else mm-hmm. so i don't know i said it could just be a thing where he has to learn to do other stuff um and then also before this game like i said yeah mixing got rolled out geo of course turns an rb1 when he gets the chance. He always balls out. So he does. He tends really, to just ball out when he's given the opportunity. Every time it's him as the RB one and the starters out, he always does well. I was very happy to grab him in my uh, one league. Yeah. Made me very happy. And then, uh, so Pittsburgh at Tennessee. This game. So <laughs> Pittsburgh loves trying to like blow. They love trying to blow the lead. They don't blow the lead, but they like. <laughs> they try. Lead. Yeah, they they will always let you back in it. 27-24, and Guskowski missed a field goal that yeah. would have tied it. Yeah, at, that like, was... <sighs> Pittsburgh yeah, was starting to blow it. Yeah, Guskowski's had a rough year, man. He's been very up and down. Yeah, because this was like, it was 20 seconds left. It was a 45-yarder, but you, you hope your kicker makes that. 45 is, uh, you know... I'm not a you, gimme, you just but... Get the- feeling that every year he was with the Patriots, he would have made that. Mm-hmm. The fuckers. 45-yard field goal to take the win and headed to the AFC Championship and Guskowski knocks it through like every effing time. <laughs> but he can't do it with the Titans. Yeah. You know, the Titans probably you know, I'm, they don't take any loss, I'm sure, well, but they're still 5-1 and one. And that was a very good team that they barely lost to. And they had a lot of momentum in the end there. So they probably left that game feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this game, A.J. Brown, he's absurd. He's so fucking good. Yeah, that guy's a monster. Yeah, he AJ broke Brown. off that, yeah, that, that big in. He broke off a big in. Big in. Yeah, and even outside that, he still had 80 yards on five other catches. So, like, it wasn't just that. So, But he has that potential. Um, Derrick Henry, you know, worked in on a touchdown at the end. Um Steelers had some turnovers, which I, I, I don't remember which ones were and weren't Ben's fault, but I know at least one was not his fault of the picks. 
if I recall. I think there was one that definitely was, but correct. There was at least one that wasn't really mm-hmm. on him. He had three, right? Yeah, had three I, wait, well, one was Ebron's fault, right? I feel like that was the thing. <laughs> I'm like 80. Ebron almost caused a pick. Okay. He might have caused another one, but he, I, he did almost cause one. You always assume that's him, but um, <laughs> anyway, so he, he got eight targets and got six for 50. Bravisberger was dishing to start this game, too. Um, Deontay Johnson had two touchdowns. I think he got a little banged up at the end of the game, but he got 15 targets. And then um, Juju, Juju got 14 targets, which I didn't expect him to do as well um, as he did. There's basically, like, you know, target volume, I mean. Um, <clears throat> so... And then so Claypool got like one target, like two yards. Nothing really happened there. So with with the receivers, like with Juju and Claypool, I think a lot of it has to do with the team they're playing, um, like yes. zone or man, because Juju will tear up the zone easily. Whereas Claypool, you benefit a lot from the man to man because he's you know a freak athlete. He can he can mm-hmm. almost always beat someone one on one if he has the ball. So right, that makes sense. Yeah, so that that might be something going forward is what type of defense does the other team play because. Like and then also like Roethlisberger trusts Juju a lot in situations like if it's going to be a close game, if a team plays zone, those are things that favor Juju. But if a team kind of isn't man, or you think you know they might have a huge advantage over this team, they'll like try to get Claypool more involved. Um, like if there's going to be some pressure, maybe you know Juju gets more involved too, and that trust factor. So for sure, and that was definitely a big reason that I liked Juju this week was because it would be a closer game with a team that you know they have some suspect defense mm-hmm. uh, the, t- oh, the Titans defense isn't good <laughs> right exactly um this seemed like a game that he would be relying on Juju to make some big plays and mm-hmm. I thought he did I had nine receptions there for his 14 targets yeah so I said it's, it's gonna be if Deontay Johnson's in he gets a lot of targets Ben Roethlisberger clearly loves him um and then kind of week to week I don't think Juju's going to get you know, these targets every week, but I don't think he's going to dip into you know irrelevance. No, you'll just have to kind of smartly look at who he's playing that mm-hmm. week and say, I like Juju this week or I do not. And yeah, like they get the Ravens yeah. this week, and I would be – it's tough because you think, okay, Ravens, tough team, Juju, but you also think, okay, the way the Ravens play so aggressively, I would almost think Claypool, but we can get to that in our in our preview. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, this was a really good game. Like we, I was worried it was going to be a total blowout at first, but yeah, Pittsburgh just matched up really well. So uh, moving on, we had Carolina at New Orleans. This was a great game. Um, it went. Oh yeah. As far as you know, like fantasy wise, went about right. We weren't into Mike Davis, um, Robbie. Did I think Robbie drew Lattimore right? Can't remember. I shoot these. He did uh, from time to time. Yeah, they move around a lot. They moved around, yeah. But there was more and more. More, more. Yeah, well, she got he had two touchdowns, um, one short, one super long. Um, which said he's very good at getting those long touchdowns. That's kind of his thing. He's a big yak guy. Um, what was only five targets, but I guess you know when you house a long one, you don't get as many because the game goes quicker. Um, right, the team gets yeah. the, I think gets the ball sooner. Um, Robbie still got his eight targets. Curtis Samuel got more involved. He got that rushing touchdown and he got six targets as well. That was reassuring i'm sure for you oh yeah that was nice that was real nice it was nice to see him back in after he came back from injury yeah real real nice and then um on the new orleans side i mean camara is this yeah. team's engine 
Especially when there's no um, Michael yeah, Thomas. There's no Michael Thomas, and there's also no Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, what? Michael Thomas, I I think it's probably questionable. I'd say maybe more towards probable at this point. Because um, it was like a, he had like a hammy aggravation that kept him out. Um, but, I mean, I'll keep an eye on it. Um, let's see. Yeah, as I was looking at some stuff I saw. Yeah, just keep an eye on his practice participation this week. That's really where, that's all we have to go off of. Like, if I, if he doesn't practice Thursday, I'd be concerned. And then Friday's the big one. Like, Friday practices are a lot of times how you can determine how when someone's going to play or not. So keep an eye on that moving forward. And then, um, what is it, Marcus Calloway? Is that his name? Marquez Calloway, sorry. Mm-hmm. He, he balled out. Um, Trey Smith got some targets. And... Um, Taysom Hill's favorite target, Deontay Harris, also uh, reeled in a touchdown. But <laughs> again, we we often see um, Kamara get cucked at the goal line. That happened with a breeze rush and a short cooked touchdown. So because you know they got to get Taysom Hill involved, of yeah. course. Luckily, Taysom Hill did not get so the touchdown, good. but yeah, one of the quarterbacks got the touchdown on the rush. <laughs> Latavius Murray did get involved. He got eleven carries. Um, so he's you know desperation kind of uh play sometimes when you get them because he's because he's more likely to get a touchdown than breezes i feel like on like short yardage as long as it's not like within the one yard line in which case it's sneaky breeze Mm -hmm. we call that sneaky breeze sneak a little breeze uh sneak yeah (laughs) but yeah latavius will definitely get put in on the goal line I saw it. He had a few plays where he really, uh, I mean, he looked pretty good yeah, out there. Yeah, he has there. some good chunks. Yeah, Latavius is really good. Like, as far as, like, running backup running match goes, he's one of the, you know, top guys. He's been a starter before. So, um, so yeah, this game was great. It was really close. Um, the sack that uh, the, the sack they got on Teddy right before the two-minute warning made their field goal a 65-yard attempt, which that almost went. Holy shit. That was, like, a foot, that was like a foot short. I thought it was going to be good. I thought he was going to upset the record. But... Yeah, that, the sack that uh, he took, which that that's unfortunate. Um, is 64 the record with Prater? Yeah, Prater, yeah. He tied it, right? Um, or did he set it? Prater? Wait, but like who who tied slash set? I mean, I was going to say it was someone like Janikowski. Yeah, I don't, I don't, Janikowski has like a 63 or 64, and then Prater has 64. Okay. And then, um, yeah, Sly's 65-yard attempt almost hit, um, but was short, and then yeah, that was the game. Sly. Porn star name, man. Yeah, jo- Joey Sly, such a porn star name. It just is. But dude's got a fucking dude. He's a hoss, man. Like maybe he is a porn star. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not even using his leg to kick that football. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? That's why he's such a good kicker. He's got an extra leg in there. <laughs> so I pulled my hammy. Oh no! Don't worry, I got another. <laughs> you mean your ham? Your big hog? <laughs> Joey Sly. Bang, 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 bang. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> this is a football podcast. Yeah, yeah, but that good game, divisional matchup, one of as we expected. But yeah, no Sanders Thomas. They still pulled it out, so that's good yeah, for the j- Saints like, psyche, I guess. This is like what needed to happen because Carolina is. They need to have a lower draft pick. They're rebuilding. They won't admit it, but they are rebuilding. Even though their offense is fun, and then Saints are in. You know, we got to win it all this year because mm-hmm. Brees is pretty much toast after after 2020. Yeah, he's, I, so, this is going to be his last year, I think. 
I think so too, especially after the off season he had with the comments he made. I think this is. <laughs> oh, yeah. His... I forgot about that. That's yeah. Oh gosh. Wait. <laughs> this time's gonna be up uh, both physically and uh, socially. So. So it's right. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we had Buffalo at the Jets. Um, take the floor, Mozzie. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So. Did this game? I'm, I'm going to ask you this first. Did this game go anything like you expected? No. Okay, me neither. Well, the Jets' offense was not good at points, so that, which you know, we did expect. But so that's game fair. script now. Eighteen to ten, Jets took a ten nothing lead. It might have been their first lead of the year. I don't actually know, but it might have been definitely their first double digit lead of the year. Hundred percent sure on that. Hundred percent. Uh, if I'm looking up, I'm positive. <laughs> um, Bills went and got six field goals to win eighteen ten. Yeah, and they even missed a forty five yard field goal as well. They did so, and then they also missed a thirty seven. So they missed two field goals. <laughs> like they just could not convert at all. Like I um, I don't I don't know what to think. So the, I mean, there's essentially two sides of the equation here, right? The first is that. The Bills' offense is not playing optimally and needs to get their shit together and fast. And the other side is the Jets' defense actually played pretty well. I have to say that I would lean the former as opposed to the latter. I don't think the Jets' defense is particularly good. I think Marcus May is good, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... With the Jets, uh, I think John Brown's uh, status has been a part of it. He's been either out or a non-factor the last three games, which has coincided with um, Josh Allen. three losses. Yeah. I mean, that does make sense. That that does make a lot of sense to me. They just, I mean, the Bills' offense just doesn't look good. I, I don't want to really put too much credit on the Jets having a good game defensively because I've seen what they do defensively. I think this was a very mistaken-prone Bills offense, and had they played any team better than the Jets, they might not have won. Yeah, because there was a Jalen strip sack they got, and they, yeah, they just could not convert third downs or get anything going Like once they got into Jets territory. It was just weird. It was weird. Um, they're going to have to play a lot better to beat New England, even after New England's week last week. Yeah, um, that's going to be like... That's going to be a very telling game for both of these teams because, like, if New England can't get a win, their record is too rough to come back from. I think. Yeah, pretty much. Especially in that division. And then if the Bills can't beat them, you're very concerned because of how San Fran handled them. So. Um, I think what was most concerning, and I need to deep dive this. This is definitely on my list of things I need to do. But what was very concerning to me was the uh, the Bills' run game. It's been Jets so not, bad all fucking year. It has. Is their offensive line not good at run blocking? This is what I need to find out because that's really important going forward. The Jets do not have a good run defense, and they could not establish a ground game against them. Yeah, it's some of both. Like, the offensive line isn't, like, getting like, – actually, Alex, I saw a tweet earlier on, like, yards before contact I need to find that, like, the offensive lines were created. Let me see if I can find that. But – um. I mean, they're, they're running backs. They have, like, two of the same guy almost. Like, not the exact same, but, like, Singletary and Moss are, like, similar in the fact that, like, they do sort of the same things, except, you know, Moss is a lot bigger. Singletary's a little quicker. But, like, 
They both Moss have a is lot. like the, he's like Mario, but he ate the mushroom like yeah. the Singletary, not <laughs> eating the mushroom. Like yeah. he's just bigger. And, yeah, Singletary maybe is in like the uh, like what is it like the? It's got the cape. Fox? Yeah, the cape. I forget what it's called. Like what the suit is for that. Like what animal is it? Ah, uh, raccoon. And I don't know what, what animal is that. I gotta figure this out. Like, oh man, is it a raccoon? This is is it a squirrel? One of oh, those Tanuki. I'm sorry. What? It's a. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's sort of a raccoon, but it's called a Tanuki suit. Tanuki. Tanuki. Japanese raccoon dog. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Japanese raccoon so, dog. Raccoon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> raccoon. Anyways, <laughs> football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, the running back, like, Zach Moss had a good, like, average yards per carry. He had, like, a big chunk run, too. Um, but, they, they, yeah, the, the running backs aren't special enough <clears throat> to make it happen. And then Josh Allen is their best running threat, which he got more on the ground going this game. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I had a just like he might be the leading rusher for the Bills. I want to say he probably was. I can check. But, Last yeah, their, their, their run game is just bad. Um, oh, Singletary is leading Russia right now, apparently. He, okay, he's got 299. Yeah, he's got 299 rushing yards. I'm guessing Josh Allen was, like, within 10. He was the leading rusher last week. Yeah, I'm trying to see, 61. like, so on the year, he has, oh, never mind, he's not, the, oh, never mind, he hasn't actually been running that much this year. He's got 204 yards on the ground. I mean, he's he's only 95 behind Singletary. Okay. Okay, so I, was, I thought it'd be closer. That's pretty bad. Yeah, he had two games where he didn't run that much against the Raiders and um, the Rams, but he didn't need to because he was dishing. He didn't run that much against Titans either. Hmm. But the last three games, and I think part of that, like, part of the rushing might be because, like, said John Brown is in there to clear things out too. Like, this offense needs John Brown back, in my opinion. And it's... Then that might be a lot of it, and also like Josh Allen, for as good as he can be, can can fuck up a lot. Uh, John Brown's return will determine who I pick next week in the <laughs> game, probably. And um, so on the Jets side, the in my opinion, the one of the more reassuring things was we got the Denzel Mims debut. Um, he he did look pretty good. Yeah, he got seven targets, caught four for forty-two, which you know was more than a third of the passing yardage. <laughs> yeah and then we saw the michael p ryan get a lone touchdown Yay. so you know yeah hey, some of the guys are looking okay yeah, that, yeah. Denz- Kai Becton looks good i'll say that mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah he was a great pick because uh, there, there was a lot of risk associated with him i think coming in but he's been great right. he's been amazing he's, so he's been super good uh you know, Mims looks good. Mims was very, very, like, you know, a lot of people had him as sort of a sleeper wide receiver pick. Yeah, I loved him. He was like, a- after that top three, he was probably, I think, he, I'm pretty sure I had him as my favorite. <clears throat> yeah, people had him in the top five. And he looked really good. And so that that's inspiring. Yeah, just, you know, early injury and landing spot haven't done him favors. So, But unfortunately, I do have to bring up, before we move on to the other shit fest of the week, um, shit fest of the week of the week. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, this was a very close game that the Jets could have won. 
and the ball was in Darnold's hands multiple times, and he just didn't do it. I uh, it was funny because Josh kept saying the Jets could win, the Jets are going to win. You're like every time, no, 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 they're not. They won't. No, they won't. They're not. He kept saying that. He's like, no, dude, the Jets are going to win. I'm like, no, they're not. Don't like, don't give me hope. I already know. But I already know. Don't give me hope. <laughs> don't try. But, but yeah. uh, I mean. The Bills just couldn't like convert third downs or like get stuff going like near the red like in, near the red zone. So yeah, we'll see how they look next week against uh, definitely a better defense. So yeah. Next we had Dallas at Washington. We thought Dallas would be okay enough, but man, Dak really hit a lot of shit, huh? Like <sighs> this offensive brutal. line is really rough. Um, obviously, Andy Dalton sure that took that dirty hit. So I guess Bostic can be our you know dick eater of the week. You know, yeah, have, stat, a, have a dick. <laughs> yeah. So. Take a dick, leave dick. Hey, he was, uh, that was dirty. And then we saw Ben DiNucci come in, also take three sacks. <laughs> Andy Dalton took three as well. Um, yeah, it was a bit... it's, it's rough there in Dallas, man. Yeah, we thought we'd get more Zeke. Tony Pollard got involved, part of, I guess, maybe because of the you know situation and then part of it because Zeke. So, okay, the ball was thrown sort of behind him. It wasn't great, but... You, you kind of hope and expect him to catch that. He doesn't, gets tipped, picked. So, yeah. Zeke's had some butter hands, man. He does get his favorite team to beat up against next week, which is nice for him. He's been kind of a letdown. This was supposed to be a Zeke week. This mm-hmm. was supposed to be, you can pretty much lead the division by winning this game, just put the ball in Zeke's hands, and you should be able to win. Their offensive line, though, was just so bad. It's. Yeah. Like Amari Cooper was the only fantasy viable player this game for the Cowboys. Pretty much. Like Lamb almost scored. Um, he did almost get one. Yeah. But yeah, him and Gallup just nothing. Well, no, CD Lamb got point one. He got a rush for one yard. But... He got point one. I know it's funny because I was debating starting him or AJ Dillon this week with Aaron Jones out. I put in Dillon, and technically, it was the best choice. Yeah. AJ Dillon was the better choice with 1.1 1. 1 points yeah. for the 0.1. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, so Washington secondary is a lot better than I thought. Maybe? I mean, they the, the, the pass of, rush gave them a lot of favors, too. They are one of the top-rated, top one or top two pass defenses in the NFL. I didn't think that was the case at all. Like, they were all D-line centric like and yardage-based, or...? scoring scoring based <laughs> like passing touchdown kind of thing yeah and that's oh. because kendall fuller and they signed ronald darby both of them are doing pretty well hmm. there for their corners hmm. um which was one of the reasons i ended up sitting lamb was because of their linebackers i wasn't even thinking about the secondary i was thinking more you know middle of the field sort of where lamb operates um i don't like lamb this week um but you know Washington has a good defense, and man, I had Washington originally. This guy on the street told me Zeke was going to run all over the Raisins, so I took, <laughs> I took uh, Dallas, and I should have I should have stuck with Washington, man. Yeah, the yeah the the Washington safety play has been kind of hit or miss, and that's been one of their weaknesses. Um, Leonard Collins mm-hmm. has been a nice pass rusher, but. Um, yeah, he's out now. Oh, he's oh, he's out. Yeah, okay. So yeah, their their safety play is hit or miss, and that's part of why sometimes you can right. get get it over on him. But Gibson had a great game. He looked awesome. 
like why do I, Peyton Barber shouldn't be getting 10 carries, which maybe just because the game was out of hand. Like, Gibbs has still got 20, so you're happy with that. McLaurin had a good game, as expected. Um, Lego Thomas got some going, which he, he's been doing well with Kyle Allen, and I think he's more usable now, which they're on a bye next week, but he's someone you can kind of look to more going forward. But, yeah, this was a nice coming-out party for Antonio Gibson. He's had one or two other solid games, but you kind of can feel like you can trust him now, especially their next four games, Giants, Lions, Bengals, Cowboys. Oof. Yeah, like, if you can buy high on Antonio Gibson, I would. But that's me. It gets tougher because then it's um, Steelers and Niners. But then you get Seahawks and Panthers. So, like, for the most part, the schedule's pretty solid. Yeah. Man, is Washington going to win the division? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. You know, the NFC East, you never know. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had the Packers at Houston. Um, like I said, I dumbly switched to Houston, and I regretted it quickly. Um, Aaron Jones did get rolled out, and Jamal Williams did uh, pretty well in his wake. Um, Kevin King got rolled out. That was part of my, like, I'm like, Packers don't get a pass rush. Kevin King's out. I'm like, I, th- I think that Watson can, you know, do well. He's been really great when he's not been, you know, pressured. But their defense is just so bad that Devontae Adams just dusted them. Oh, man. He pooped on him and made them wipe his butt. It was bad. Yeah, and made them wipe his butt. Yeah, he, like, he even he even made them bring out the wet wipes. Like it was, a, <laughs> it was a messy shit that he blocked on. That was real bad for them. <laughs> um, if you played against Devonte or Aaron Rodgers, you probably lost. I had Devonte, so I won. Funny nice. how that works in my uh, one league. I mean, I don't know. This game kind of went exactly how I thought. Like, Aaron Rodgers was pissed off and threw four touchdowns in, like, the first half. Yeah, they could have gotten away more. Like, he could have <clears throat> a touchdown record if they really tried. Um, but our so the player calls we had were great. Obviously, Aaron Jones was out, so we kind of subbed Jamal Williams. And Rodgers, Devontae, Watson. Makes, that's, those are easy calls. But Randall Cobb was the top receiver choice. Oh, yeah. That was my call last week. Yeah, the Cobb call, the revenge game. I was like, it's not a revenge game. I just think the matchup makes sense. He, yeah, he had did. a pretty good game. Yeah, because Will Fuller got stuck up with uh, Jair Alexander, which he still scored pretty late, kind of garbage time. But um, the, the, last, the David, yeah, last two or three minutes, yeah, yeah. The David Johnson stream call worked well, um, especially PPR because he got um, forty-two rushing and receiving yards each, which is kind of funny. But he got that receiving touchdown. So, well, PPR, that's a nice like eighteen points. So. Mm-hmm. Even half, that's still, you know, 16, so pretty good. Pretty right, is that how it works? Yeah. Good. Is that how math works? Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I have to say I was disappointed I didn't see Dylan more because, first, I mean, first of all, Jamal Williams, I expected to be the RB1 with Aaron Jones gone, but I also expected this to be a fairly lopsided game wherein Green Bay had the lead most of the time, and therefore later on, maybe in this third quarter or so, they would start working in A.J. Dillon to see what they had with him, right? I mean, that's what I was expecting, and all of those things happened except A.J. Dillon getting some playing time. I was expecting him to get a little bit of playing time. Yeah, Jamal Williams still got that like last rushing touchdown, too. So right. They didn't really use I'm Dillon sitting there like, yeah. man, if that was A.J. Dillon, he would have gotten that, too. I don't know what's going on. Why did they draft a guy with the second pick in their draft order, their second-round pick? Why did they take a running back and not put him on the field 
against a team with a bad run defense that you're destroying. Yeah, their their top two picks aren't playing. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, that aggravates me a little bit. Yeah. Oh, if it's so not, dumb. Don't take him sec in the second round then. Or, yeah, I don't know. You're, you're, did they only go second or third round? I don't remember if their second pick was also the second round or if it was in the third. But oh, maybe that was Jordan Love. Maybe it was yeah. the third round. I know Jordan Love was their second pick or second round pick first of their picks. It, oh, AJ Dillon was second round. Yeah, they saw it as a second round pick. You're right. Yeah. So. Pick oh yeah, Jordan Love was one twenty six and Dylan was two thirty. Oh no! Oh, they had a first round pick. That's right. I forgot they had a first round pick. For some reason, I thought they just also took Jordan Love in the second. For some reason, my bad. It's uh, Jalen Hurts. I was confusing him. In okay. My head. Yeah, more bad picks. All <laughs> <laughs> the bad picks get mixed up. Um, but yeah, uh, Houston struggle bust. They may be fire selling soon. Who knows? Will Will Brandon Cooks be on the move again? Will he get passed around more? Like. <laughs> Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, next up, so this ended up being the night game, but it was originally right. afternoon, so we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Seattle, Arizona. Man, so I, I, fell, asleep. I fell asleep before the game ended because I had to get up early. Um, but, I mean, it was great while I was watching it. The, so the, good. The DK chased out. <laughs> One of the best plays I've ever watched. Because I was watching it live, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, my yeah, God, we're DK, all sitting there DK's all ass. Oh, my God, DK might get him. And I'm looking up the 40 times after, like, Buda Baker runs like a 4-3-1, and DK runs like a 4-2-9. You know, <laughs> yeah, and he just hauled out. He hit, like, what was like, 22-point-something miles an hour or whatever it was. Oh, Crazy. so great. Yeah, like, that's literally what, like, like so whoever said, like, when you're trying to run away in a nightmare, like, that's what's chasing you is DK Metcalf. He's if the one. You're running in a hallway, and, you know, for some reason, the hallway just keeps growing, and you're not getting anywhere, and at the end of the you hallway is go DK. Any faster, yeah. <laughs> See DK running at you with his pink hair. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was amazing. Larry Fitzgerald can like set after the game, like that's the mark of like a great player, basically. Because yeah, he, he like they went for they went for a touchdown too. He saved them a touchdown. He did. No, he he absolutely did. That's the kind of play that inspires like your whole team. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Go him. DK. Yeah. Um, this game was down to the wire. Zane Gonzalez field goal uh, sealed it for him in overtime, and also brought it to overtime um, <laughs> by missing. Yeah. <laughs> um jamal adams not active was sort of surprising i'd been told he was gonna return for this game and then uh day or two before they were saying he was out again and they want to get him back for next week which uh you know i think it showed i think jamal adams is in that game they win yeah they need him especially for the running because um, I, that would have helped a lot with Kyler Murray. He got 67 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Edmonds was running well after um, Kenny and Drake got hurt. So, which yeah, yeah. So injury wise, Kenny and Drake got hurt. He's going to be out. I mean, this is their bye week, but he's expected to be out like, like a week or two at least after their bye week. So Chase Edmonds is a great running back option right now. He got seven for 87 through the air. That's fucking absurd. That's huge. He's super good. Yeah, we we love him here. Um, one guy to keep an eye on behind him, uh, you know, Benjamin, who, so prior to this year, he was very hyped as, um, like, a potential rookie. Um, season didn't go as great this year, this past year, hyped that down a lot. Um, but he's still really talented, and Herm Edwards, um, he was, so, 
everyone was talking about Brandon Ayuk, but he made it a point, like, in interviews. There's one in particular. He, like, made it a point to bring up, you know, Benjamin. Like, I thought about mm-hmm. how much, how good he is. So, he has the same, like, these guys, all three have the same skill set. Like, Drake, Edmonds, you know, have similar skill sets where they can work in all facets of the game. So, I think, um, especially in deeper leagues, like, you know, is probably a really good preemptive pickup. Um, you can probably get him free on waivers, maybe for, like, a buck or two. I don't know. But, um... He is, he is now the Chase Edmonds handcuff, um, which there's right. a bye coming up, so you probably don't need to grab him yet. But before next week, I'd add him. Like, this is one of those things, like, before game starts, like, adding. So if you've, like, got guys on your bench who you are considering using, won't use next week, drop them, and right before game time, add backup running backs if they're available. Uh, obviously, Chase Edmonds was on rosters, but, you know, Benjamin won't be on rosters, you know. Um, adding whoever it is, like McNichols, who's behind Henry, adding him before game time. That's something where, you know, God forbid, if something happens to the starter, you have your set and have their backup. So, and uh, Edmonds does have a bit of an injury history. Yeah, he I had like one every, really good game last year. Yep. And then every time he's been like the starter, he's gotten hurt, if Which, I'm not mistaken. Small sample size, so maybe he'll be fine, but. In this offense, it's worth it to have a starting running back, and if you can preemptively like add, you know, you know, before games start, in case it's probably worth it. Um, and on the other side, we saw Chris Carson get hurt; he's probably gonna miss. So I think he and Mixon might have had the same injury. I'm not positive, but they called it like a midfoot sprain for Carson. Um, <laughs> he'll probably be out like a week or two. Um, so Hyde played really well, actually. It is um, in his wake. Um, got 15 for 60 in a touch. After Carson left, which Carson ran well too on his few carries before he got hurt. But apparently Carson it's not Carson, apparently Carlos Hyde has some like hammy soreness, I guess. Um really hammy tightness. So um if for some reason he doesn't play, um Travis Homer has a knee bruise. So um they say Rashad Penny is not ready yet. So that DJ leaves like Dallas? DJ Dallas. Yeah, that's where I was going to. So um Hyde, everyone's gonna Hyde's gonna get added. Um but I would say also try to add DJ Dallas if you can, because he could just be last man standing. And he has been objectively better than um Homer, I think. So I would say so. I saw him on a few plays last week, and I think the week before. He's been getting yeah, integrated. Me... I'm trying to see like how much he's actually played. You look it up. That, I mean, when you hear his name, you're like, "Oh, I know that guy." Yeah, he's got. He's mostly just been using the passing game a couple times. Got a couple runs, but the couple gate, like couple opportunities he has gotten, he's looked pretty solid. So, I think he has more to offer than Travis Homer. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he's someone. You know, this is kind of like a quick waiver segment on uh, on the show. Yeah, he's someone to look into because he probably. He, I assume he will not get claimed. So, um, yeah, got to look into. Get your DJ Dallas. Mm-hmm. But, um, DJ Dallas. Yeah, and then also Tyler Lockett went scorched earth. Oh, my God, yes. He just murdered the corners. Holy moly. Like, he ugh. played against uh, Lockett. I am so sorry. Yeah, especially, like, you know, if it were Lockett and Kirk, that would have been a bummer because he got two touchdowns. That would really suck. That would God. really suck if you had a huge lead and had those two against you and lost. God. God, I couldn't even imagine the pain yeah, yeah. and anguish that would bring me. That'd be rough. And then, of course, Hopkins balled out. Um, but yeah, Kirk has, I think he has two two touchdown weeks in a row, right? 
Is it two two-week touchdowns? Yeah, two two touchdown weeks in a row the last two weeks against Dallas and Seattle. Two-two. Yeah, which he also had like a longer one and a shorter one, I'm pretty sure. I should know, never mind. His longest target was 16 yards, so I guess they're both not terribly long. Um, Dan Arnold got three targets. He had a nice 41-yard chunk gain as well. Yeah, that was fun to watch. He definitely – the thing about uh, Arnold is that uh, – he might be nice for the offense. He's not great for fantasy is what I ultimately decided on because yeah. I picked him up and I was just kind of holding on to him. I never started him, just but I, I let him go after realizing that like he – could he get an errant touchdown one week? Sure, but he's more about helping the offense move down the field and creating great opportunities than he is for fantasy relevance. Mm-hmm. And then um, – oh, yeah, one note, last note before we move on. DK Metcalf almost had a touchdown at the end. They called offensive holding on uh, David Moore. Oh, yeah. a pick got thrown. So, Which, Isaiah Simmons, play him more, Arizona. <laughs> if, if if the Cardinals don't make the playoffs, it's because, or if they like lose in the playoffs, it's going to be because Cliff Kingsbury tried a big brain too hard or something. Big brain. So, um, I think they've got a bye this week, but then they get the Dolphins. That'll be a really fun game, I feel like. So, oh, yeah. 2 one. Yeah, next up we had a pretty not fun game for Denver. Um, Kansas City went in and just shellacked them. Um, got a defensive touchdown, got a special teams touchdown. Like, you know, there wasn't much there fantasy-wise for the Chiefs after that because, you know, yeah. They kind of – They didn't need to be. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 like, scored, like, an incidental touchdown, and then, you know, the backups came in. Chad Handy got some run. So, but, yeah. Pick six, kickoff return. Puts you up pretty easily. When you're the Broncos, you're not built to come back from that. Especially like Philip Lindsay went out, got concussed. Noah Fan, I think, got hurt again. So, Ooh. yeah. Oh, dude. So, Okawabanam, I didn't say, say his name. Mm-hmm. He and Locke are in sync. He got seven targets. And uh, as far as I know, they are very heavily expressing to Locke that he should be taking, you know, these shorter open targets more. Uh, so maybe that he, maybe Jude will kind of get back in, but he he and Alberto, I mean the narrative of them being buddies like is is mattering a lot. So if you're in, wow. if you need tight end help, like Alberto is like a great pick in my opinion. Seven for seven, seven yeah. receptions, seven targets. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, like so Chargers, that kind of middling tight end defense, but then he gets the Falcons, and then the Raiders, Dolphins, Saints good you know good option there so alberto like if let me i can check in on fant status but like alberto could be a very useful like because even even with fan and like it's like he's still getting looks so alberto could be a really nice uh you know option moving forward he was one of your guys going into the uh i don't i don't remember if it was pre-draft or at the draft or after the draft yeah but. because like some people were like too down on him as far as like not being refined enough but like I, my thought was he got like a little too much crap in that regard like because uh-huh. tight end like one of the big things is like you need to be an athletic freak of nature to like succeed really so yeah <laughs> but yeah this game went kind of how we expected snow game too so not a ton passing but astro clyde really uh had a nice game too <laughs> he finally got in the end zone I did think Denver would be a little more competitive, uh, just in the sense that uh, it's a divisional game. But, but yeah, I mean, they, Kansas City wiped the floor with them. They are not built to come back. Oh, no. 
No, no, no. no, like, no. I got. I know, like, one of our things on Baltimore is not able to come back, but Denver's really not, because, like, when you've got... I mean, obviously, Cortland Sutton's hurt. That's an issue, but um, I, know, I think Tim Patrick got hurt as well, also. Damn. He uh, got hamstring, so here's a chance he misses, too. Um, so just, I guess, more Judy and Albert O. Um, but, yeah, this team's not built to come back, so... And they could not against the Chiefs. They could not come back. Yeah, no, it, it was tough sledding. But um, but uh, yeah, Jimmy G did come back to New England and this, get a dub. What a segue! What a <laughs> fucking segue! Four put, segues. Put me on two motorized wheels with a big stick in the middle. What a segue that was. <laughs> well, I love coffee in my mornings, but you know who doesn't love coffee is tea drinker Tom Brady. Blah, part, blah, bar, blah, blah, cop, mark, blah. Sorry. Um, anyway, so you did a deep dive into how this game went. Um, I did because you know what i like to do this every year with at least one game which either takes me by surprise or is really fun to watch you know last year i did the texans and the falcons that was like a 53 30 falcons win game that i really looked into you know how the offenses were so amazingly potent and this year i did it with san fran and new england the one game i really didn't want to watch (laughs) (laughs) because it was a utterly lopsided affair uh, between the two of them. Um, but I really wanted to find out why, because like it's kind of important. I think the Niners and the Patriots are two teams that it's important to know why this kind of thing happens, mm-hmm. um, especially with the rest of the season coming up, the NFC West being so competitive. I did come away with a few, I think, rather important takeaways that maybe we already knew or at least thought we knew, but Rewatching it, I definitely can say definitively. Um, I, I guess, first of all, the Niners' run blocking is still outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> they did it last year. They are back to it this year. It does not matter who their running back is because all of their run blocking comes from their line, their tight end Kittle, and the schemes that they run. So any yeah, the, team the scheme has fight, a lot to do with it. Exactly. Any team that they can, you know, efficiently execute that uh, offensive scheme and run blocking, they're going to do fine. They will execute them. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I thought the Patriots actually ran pretty well, too. Uh, Believe it or not, despite the score, they actually like their run blocking was pretty good. Their line is definitely a lot better at run blocking than it is pass blocking. Their line is not good at pass blocking, is yeah. what I'm saying. Cam, every, Cam had I, a no good, terrible, bad, good for nothing bad, <laughs> whatever the book is, yeah. Exactly. That book, his face. Every time he went back to you know, throw, he was in danger of being sacked. It was really bad. I felt bad for him. His, I mean, he had a bad game, but I didn't think a lot of his picks were his fault. I um, admittedly still need to go back and watch a lot of this game. So you're you're, you're going to carry this review because I didn't see much of it when it happened. It's okay. Like maybe one of his picks was on him, but the other ones, you know, there was one where Edelman straight up ran the wrong route. Mm. It was, I think it was the last one there that he threw. Uh, but the biggest thing I noticed is that the the Patriots wide receivers absolutely yeah. suck. Edelman's absolutely old. Suck I mean, Demir Bird isn't really like anything. Nikhil Harry's a bust. Like at least at this point, like 
maybe he gets better, but to up to now, he has been so bad. He's one of the first healthy busts. <laughs> yeah, like he they they do not get separation. That's the biggest. They cannot get separation. Yeah, and which... when they can. It's like Cam has to be 100% all the time so that he can make the windows when they're open. And he str- if he doesn't, which, you know, it's hard to do that. It's hard It's hard to be Tom Brady. It's hard to be 100% all the time and take advantage of the one opportunity you get out of 10. If he doesn't get that, the offense stalls. Edelman's mm-hmm. like the only guy out there that he reliably throws to to make contested catches. And other teams are figuring that out. The offense isn't looking good. Yeah, if they want to advance, they need more weapons. Mm-hmm. And some better pass blocking. A lot better pass. Yeah, the pass blocking was pretty rough. I, Like I said, their, their uh, run blocking was not bad, but when they had to go into pass pro to protect Cam, they weren't giving him much time, and his receivers couldn't get much separation, and that's yeah. why the offense. Like crap. They lost, uh, I think, their right tackle. Like, he was not in for this game because I think he was added to IR um, before, like, after the last game. Mm. So that was part of it, too, I think. But yeah, the, the last thing I wanted to bring up, it goes back to the run blocking there for the Niners because um, they are very good at run blocking. New England, I think, is especially weak to the run game against teams that can block at the first level of contact, which is something we brought up last week with Henry and the Steelers um, because, you know, that whole, that sort of made sense with Derrick Henry and not mm-hmm. being able to run against the Steelers very well. The New England, you know, without Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower, if their D-line is overwhelmed by the run blocking, then they really struggle to stop the run. And every Niners run, you know, they might not have gotten – a huge play out of it because that's how Belichick runs his schemes. He tries to stop those big plays, but they were getting six, eight, nine, 12 yards a run every single time because they don't have a good second level to stop the run. It all comes down to the safeties. Yeah. And like, so I was kind of looking into while you were sharing all that, I was looking into Jermaine, um, Illuminor. I think that's how you pronounce it. Their, their, their tackle they were missing. Um, so he missed weeks four and five, and then got hurt in week six. And those that kind of co- corresponds with a lot of their shitting the bed, um, for what it's worth. So, What's his name? Uh, well, oh, they had by week five. Um, it's Jermaine. Like his name's Jermaine. It's not Jermaine. The situation. It's um, his name's Jermaine Illuminor. E L U E M U N O R. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, because he was out week four, and they got schlacked by Kansas City. He got hurt in week six. They lost the Broncos, and he was in here this week. Got red by the Niners. So I think he's a little more important than maybe it was, you know, accounted for. Yeah. So I mean, they, yeah, they. Uh, it might be time to start blowing some things up there in New England. Yeah, but I can check. Is he either left or right tackle? It's, it's so hard to find. Um, oh, he's their right tackle. They, they did get... I think they got David Andrews and Shaq Mason back, but they lost the right tackle. But yeah, losing a tackle, losing starting tackle hurts a lot. Oof. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is can the Patriots find a way to create separation for their receivers yeah, so that Cam need, feels comfortable they throwing They need some to help people. so much. Yeah. Yes. They need a tight end, which we can get to a tight end oh trade in a bit. It's like... 
I mean, everyone knows like David and Joku to the Pats has been like a, talked about all year, all off. <laughs> right. So maybe we'll get it. Um, injury wise, though, so two things. One, Jeff Folson got hurt. Um, he hurt his ankle pretty badly on a touchdown run. His third one, dude, he went fucking nuts. Every he time did. he's active, he fucking balls out. It's hilarious. I know what. So if Jeff, I guess if Jeff Wilson is active, you play him. But um, Debo uh, got hurt as well. Again, yeah. it's been a tough injury year for him. He's not been able to stay healthy. Um, I can. I'm trying to find what exactly it was. I don't know if it's his was a hammy. I, he pulled up on a play and he just kind of like you know reached back to his hammy. And as soon as I saw that, I'm just like, fucking yeah. hell. So right now he's expected to probably miss weeks eight and nine. So, yep. yeah, maybe maybe McKinnon will be up next week. I, dude, that was fucking hilarious. He just was not involved. He, he said they gave him, like, Shanahan said they, like, this was, like, a planned week of rest for him or something. But, like, why is he active? I don't mm. know. So maybe that's code for, like, he's playing poorly. I don't know. But, I mean, going the next week, it's because so Coleman's a long shot to play next week, I think. Which he's he's okay. someone to look into adding too because even if he doesn't play next week, even after that, like there's going to be no Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert, so there's him, McKinnon, and Hasty. We know that um, Shanahan really likes Coleman, so he's at least worth adding. Um, I think they might they might activate him this week, but I really don't think he plays this week. So like Jermichael Hasty, as far as like waiver priorities, like he's pretty up there. Um, he might be like my favorite ad this week personally, but mm-hmm. running back wise. Yeah, I mean so. it's it's all on the scheme and the run blocking. So like mm-hmm. it it doesn't matter who it is back there. Yeah. Whoever it is, you can pick up. Yeah, there was Jermichael Hasty hype over the summer for what it's worth, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but um next up we had Jacksonville the Chargers, which the Chargers almost chargered for a bit. But um, then Dude, Justin Herbert, man. I'll I'll be the first to say that I was wrong about Herbert. Not I didn't think he was a complete bust, but my initial impression was he needs time to develop. He's going to the Chargers. That's not a great situation for him to develop, to develop. So I don't love him for this year. He is displaying quarterback behavior that he, A, did not already display in college, and B, looks to me like he's been playing for a while. Like, he looks fucking good. Justin Herbert looks like he's played for five years in the NFL. Yeah, like he, it's, maybe it was an organ issue, like, because, so the thing with Justin Herbert, one of the issues I had was he showed all the stuff, but it was never, like, shown all at once, really. Like, at least not consistently, but it is being shown. Like, the Chargers are doing a great job. Uh, the quarterback coach is doing a great job. He's doing a great job getting it all put together like his deep ball is absurd like they're giving it's yeah even with the o-line injuries they have they're like he's still launching it like and one of the things that's really impressive which i mean i know he got chemistry and some time with them not a ton is you know the COVID situation and yeah. made a lot of practice but he probably has a little better rapport with the second string guys than like a starter would just because he you know did get those reps but the fact that he's hitting all these different receivers like Guyton, whoever else, like on a consistent basis, is really promising because like when you like when a quarterback can just get it to whoever, no matter what, right? Like that's really promising. So that is, I think, what we're all like surprised about is just how good he's looked so early. Yeah, like 
Yeah, we all Not that we didn't think he wouldn't be good, but to be this good this quickly with no co, well, you know, with the COVID, no training camp, no preseason, yeah. we were also worried the Chargers would ruin him. Like that's a, that was a legit concern. <laughs> that's a fair concern. Yeah, that we're not going to throw out, by the way, because he's still with the Chargers. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I wonder, like, I wonder, like, if so, if Tyrod Taylor like hadn't got his fucking lung punctured, like when Herbert would have gone in. I'm not sure. That's but a thing. I, like that is I, an indictment on Anthony Lynn that it like, is. with Herbert looking so good that he wasn't just the starter. Like I don't know how the fuck that. Yeah, came like about, but, come on. But he finally like I, after like two games of it, he's like, okay, yeah, Herbert's our guy. Right. Like uh, I guess I've seen enough at this point. You weren't watching this in practice and think, wow, this guy is fucking incredible. Yeah, I know, but like he looks like he looks so young. It's like it's um it's kind of funny in a way. Like, he just looks like he's, like, not, like... Yeah, it looks like the kid who didn't get a prom date, and he's mm-hmm. sitting in the corner. That's what, that's what Justin Herbert looks like. But, man, he's six foot six, and he can throw it 80 yards, you know, on a on his back foot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just so, wow. Yeah. That, was a, that was one of the biggest shockers of the week. It's, <laughs> I played against Justin Herbert in a fantasy league. I had Kyler Murray. As great as Kyler Murray played... And as amazing as he was, he still was outscored by Justin Herbert. Yeah, dude. Herbert went nuts. Like, this this is a good matchup, too. Like, I thought he'd do well, but I didn't expect this. So, congrats to Herbert. Um, other side, though, we can talk about, you know, other guys. Obviously, Keenan Allen was really good for the Chargers as well. Um, and Herbert has the rushing upside. So, yeah. Jag side, Minshew is struggling. Uh, Chark had some drops. This team's kind of not good, obviously. But James Robinson had a great week. He is... Um, depending on your scoring format, just behind Kamara and Zeke at fantasy points. Like he's like the number two or three running back, depending on your scoring format on the year. So on the Justin Jackson versus Joshua Kelly, is it starting to lean more Kelly? Um, let's see. So Kelly got twelve rushes. Um Justin Justin Jackson got five rushes, but he got he got Justin Jackson got six targets. Or Josh Kelly still got five. Um I I don't know if it depends on matchup. Like I would like I would honestly say like depends. In my opinion, it depends on matchup. Like if they are gonna need to pass more. Like I think Justin Jackson is the guy that trusts a little more in that situation. But Kelly's the goal line guy. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's having that um, bye week. I think helped a lot for them. Like to get um. Joshua Kelly more involved, but I know Justin Jackson was on the injury report coming too. I think like throughout the week, so that might have been part of it too. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I mean, I think they're both viable at different points. Like this week, they, like this week they were both in play this week. But I did almost start both of them. I had both yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean, it's literally Justin Jackson is more explosive. Joshua Kelly is more likely to get goal line work. But yeah, like I said, like back to Justin Jackson, he's probably more likely to get more pass work if the situation entails it. So. Mm-hmm. The, the Jags are gross. James Robinson's pretty much the only guy you're playing. I, yeah. Because DJ Chark is like, he got seven targets, but only one catch. Like, man. What? Yeah, is like, that? some some bad passes, some bad catch attempts. Like, they get the Texas next week. So, I think you Not play him there. Right. That's a good get or, right. Oh, they're on bye this week, but a- after the bye, they get the bye week, then they get the Texans. Like, that's a great redemption spot for DJ Chark. So yeah, the Chargers, man. The the fact that they're two in a vibe makes me sad too, because like they should be doing better. I mean, they blew like 
two games where they should have won. Yeah, the Chiefs and uh, the Saints. Saints games are so close. Yeah, missed the field goal. Yeah, they should have won that one, and like they played the Bucks well too. They like marched down the field, were killing the Saints, and then elected to take the field goal instead of scoring, and then missed the freaking field goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's Chargers for you. Yeah. You don't like that? That's Chargers football. Yeah, the Panthers game was kind of concerning, but like they played the Bucks really close too. So like, this team's solid. Like they just need to pull out some wins, and they've got Broncos, Raiders, Dolphins, Jets the next four weeks, and that you know those could all be wins. So maybe they pull it back. So even if not, you know maybe they go three and one and kind of reel things back in, get to five and five, and then you know in the hunt at that point. Well, they'll definitely beat the Jets. Yeah, like the, the Raiders game is the only one that, like you know, is kind of a toss-up of anything. So like, it's probably three wins depending on you know how much they charge you. So how much they charge you? And then um, see, we had well, what was the Sunday night game and became the um, Sunday four. afternoon game. Yeah, four yeah. point game. Um, Tampa at Vegas. Um, there ended up being no Trent Brown because of the COVID protocol. Um, Chris Godwin broke his finger during the game. He's getting surgery on it. Uh, and then I don't think Mike Evans looked 100% healthy. He was barely targeted. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know if he's like hurt or what or Brady hates him, but yeah. I, I don't think he's 100%. I don't know. He doesn't look the same. Yeah, there's something going on there. Um, to be honest, this was a pretty close game for a lot of the game. I thought the Raiders were in it. And then it kind of spiraled right after Gabe Jackson got ejected. Yeah, that hurt a lot. He got ejected, and it was like I didn't, it was so a one-score game. What, I wasn't watching at that exact moment, but everything I looked at said it was bullshit. <laughs> I um, yeah, well, I don't know enough about it to know what happened. Yeah, I couldn't find a video of it. Like, if we, like. Because I was watching a condensed replay, so they're like, oh, flag on Gabe Jackson. They went to the next play. Hmm. Um, he stepped on someone, apparently. Hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's like a, you know, Indomitian Sioux stomp. Uh, here yeah. we go. I'm going to watch it right here, hopefully. But um, So I did actually just find something. Um, apparently, um, Arians asked Evans what percentage he was at before the game, and he said 80%. So he's probably at like 65% because players always lie. So, yeah. Evans definitely was not 100% for this game. And then next week, he gets James Bradbury and Godwin's out. So, that's going to be a tough sledding for, I guess, the wide receivers. I mean, maybe for him, but I don't know. And Tampa will win still and be fine, but. By a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't upset with what I saw out of the Raiders. This is a really good Bucks team, and they were yeah. holding it and you know, for most of the game until it got away from him there. But it was 24-17, and Gabe Jackson got ejected, and then it spiraled. Yeah, that's – yeah, that that was pretty much it. Um, that's a, yeah, they got, they got the 24-20. Like, they could have – they had a chance to maybe even tie the game too. So, like, yeah, then it just – touchdown for Bucks, interception for the Raiders, touchdown for the Bucks. Yeah, then it – except the Gabe Jackson ejection hurt a lot, so – when you're already down Trent Brown and you lose yeah. him, that's one of the best linemen in the league. Yeah, yeah. But we had a Scotty Miller day. Um, <laughs> this is always hilarious. Um, yeah, was, Ed, Evans was not on the board until like late in the game. Um, another Gronkowski game. Um, as long as OJ Howard's out, and I guess especially if Godwin's out next week and Evans is hobbled and shadowed, 
Gronkowski is probably a really good play. Um, so, yeah. We saw Tyler Johnson get in the end zone again. Um, yeah, Ronald Jones, he didn't get, like, a lot of yards or effectiveness, but he did get a touchdown. Looked good again. Ronald Jones, like I said, is, in my opinion, in the bucket for most improved player argument. He definitely, I think he should be, to be honest. From last year to this year, the steps he's taken, he looks really good. Yeah, he's number uh, four in rushing yards on the year right now. So, wow. Derrick Henry's in first by a lot. It's he has 663. Clyde is second with 551, but man, Derrick Henry's so far ahead. And they've had a bye, too. <laughs> oh, man. Which is uh, even more. Oh, hilarious. I did notice this when I was watching the replay of the Raiders Bucks game. Ronald Jones dropped an easy pass yep. from Brady, and then Fournette was in on the very next play, and they ran the exact same play. To which he caught, and he continued to stay in for the rest of the half. And I'm just sitting there like, how fucking petty is Bruce Arians? And Brady. It's it's both. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how petty are you, my dude? So I would be careful with Fournette moving forward. Um, He had a decent fantasy outing. I think he had 12 points or so. So it's going to be kind of game to game with them. Like, they'll both be usable most weeks. But Mm -hmm. I think, but like, Fournette's going to be more usable the moment Rojo fucks up. Exactly. <laughs> so, you can't predict that. They're going to be tilted because you're going to see Ronald Jones like rack up some points in the first half and then like mid-third quarter he's going to get no more and then Fournette's going to get all of his. <laughs> it's going to oh. be so annoying to like watch. Um, <laughs> but before we move on to the last game, um, one thing I, I like, I was looking at the rushing yards and I looked at receiving. So Hopkins is first. Our guy Robbie is still second in receiving yardage. So hey. he is so overdue for a touchdown, man. Wow. Six hundred forty receiving yards, only one touchdown. Wow! So that's a Julio stat line. Yeah, look, look, look for, look for that to maybe uh, come back this week against the Falcons. Um, and then lastly, we watched last night a pretty rough game as well. Um, the Rams just beat up on the Bears, but the Rams didn't look that inspiring themselves. I mean, the Chicago defense is. Really it's good. pretty good. It's really good. Like it's, it yeah. The, like, the Chicago defense is no joke. If they just had a quarterback, like maybe they do they they should like trade for Jameis or something. They should get Fitzpatrick. They like, should do it. If they had good quarterback play, man, and better offensive line play, that is also a thing. Their offensive line is pretty mediocre. Yeah. It's I, and mediocre might be, you know, generous. The way their their fans talk about their O line, um, Cody Whitehair and whoever the other guy is that just are turnstiles basically on the offensive line for whoever's coming at them. Yeah, um, they put like Rashad Coward, which is an unfortunate oh, lineman name. Jermaine Effetti. That's oh, it. dude, he's been so bad. If he's the right guard, yeah. Which, I mean, he did have to deal with Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald like ate his lunch over and over. <laughs> and I, I think I think they said a Fetty. It was either him or one of the other Chicago linemen who has been like the most penalized player like in the last hard much time. Is that your lunch? To, yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> yeah, and there was a very jiffable, memeable Aaron Donald moment that they panned to on the sideline where he was like sitting there like with like a like kind of smirk on his face, like, yeah, like that's yeah, understandable. Yeah. Aaron Donald was absurd this game. He's so fun. He is really damn good. I mean, Cleo Mack on the other side was pretty solid too, but unfortunately. And that was my, uh, yeah, was my main takeaway for the game was Foles meet Aaron Donald. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Foles, like, so there was a funny, like, anecdote they shared, that Brian Greasy shared, 
Um, I don't know if you like heard, um, but basically, like he said that Foles told him much. They kind of all kind of not walked it back, but explained it more. But basically, Nagy will call a play, and Foles will be like, "Uh oh," because he'll like know there won't be enough time to like get the playoff. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was like the thing was like he'll know a play isn't going to work when it comes in, which I guess like it it's like a game of telephone. It gets kind of passed around a couple times, and then by the end, it's like you know a little off from what it is. But right, he's trying to you get told something comes out a little differently than it gets compressed for TV. It gets sounds different, so things have been clarified. But basically, the point is like Nagy's not the one like you know dropping back, taking hits, and then Foles like you know doesn't have the ability to like you know roll out, escape in the same manner like that. So. Right. So the mark, I think, of a good coach in that situation wouldn't necessarily be calling plays that prevent against that, but being able to have the conversation with your quarterback about those things. That's really important. Is Foles. So I guess the question is, is Foles in a situation where he feels he can tell Matt Nagy that the second he says it and there will be an adjustment? I think so, mostly. Like, everything I've heard is that they have a really good relationship, which is pretty much why he's there. Like, is there a relationship? So Right. And say, or is it uh, he's afraid to say that to Nagy because Nagy doesn't want to hear criticism, and then they have to go make do with what they're given, and it's not great. And that's mm-hmm. what you don't want, I would say, as a exactly. Bears fan. Um, I, I, I can't tell you which it is. I think Bears fans are definitely on the, you know, F Matt Nagy train right now. But I, I mean, he's got like, this team is five and two and they shouldn't be. So like, I can't like shit on him too much. Like exactly. Yeah. They're five and two and they shouldn't be They're I mean, although, okay. So the number of times, like in situations, like in critical situations, he just ran David Montgomery and Aaron Donald behind that line. Oh yeah. Like, that was so bad. Like, Dude, what do you think's going to happen? Like, there were a couple of times where, like, they, like, it was like a second and long. They ran Dave Montgomery and Aaron Donald, and then they took, like, a sack next turn or something, like, or next, like, play. Or it was like, I don't know what it was. It was, just a, it was a pick, maybe? I don't know. Terrible result to play after they did that shit. Like, duh. So, yeah. It's like Aaron Donald's, like, boo, you know, and you're just throwing someone into him to, like, engulf. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like you gotta have someone stare at him so like the boo doesn't chase you. Yeah, the moment you right. look away, ah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was. So, I, I don't know if I feel bad, but like it was kind of enjoyable watching Chicago get their shit kicked in just because like they are frauds. But yeah. um, the only kind of injury note from this was so Arab got briefly taken out to get evaluated for concussion, um, but. He seemed very like annoyed he had to come out, and it didn't look like it was like severe. So I think I, don't, I haven't heard any update either. I can look right now, but I don't think there's anything as far as him actually having a concussion or being a protocol. So I, assume... I saw that he was like, "Come on, man, I'm fine." Yeah, he had a really nice catch. I think that's when he got like you know hit on hard. Um, Rams side, I guess Sean McVay hates cam makers. Um, he got like one rush, and it got called back by a penalty on like Everett being offsides. And then he never got back in. I was like, why? So, like, if you're not going to play Cam Akers this game, I guess he's not going to be playing this year. Because I know we were texting about it, and I kind of likened it to uh, Henderson not playing last year. And the fact that they are both primarily zone runners, or sorry, gap runners coming out. 
and maybe he just wants something to like have some time to learn. I guess he doesn't like trust K-Makers. I don't know. But I said, I don't know why you take him at that point if he's not playing at all yet. Exactly. They took him so early, and he's he's not getting touches. Yeah. Like, like, at, at all. The last two weeks have been like, because he got some more touches like a couple weeks ago, and then the last two weeks have just been nothing. So After he said he needed to get him more involved. Yeah. Week five at Washington. Yeah. Handy game. Nine rushes, 61 yards. Looks good. All right. Next two games. Four total snaps. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, does not get the what? ball at all. Like, he got it once and then penalty called it back. But, yeah, no stats accrued in the last two games. It's like, what the fuck, man? I don't get it. So, but um, rest of this game, like I said, we had no um, Tyler Higby this game. So, ever got more work. And then Josh Reynolds, Reynolds um, who I am known to be um, well, maybe a little biased towards. I don't know. But he looked good this game. He got 452 and a touchdown. Um, he is going to be free agent after this year. So, he's probably playing for a contract right now. Um, he looked good. Um, there was one play where, like, I, I assumed it'd be pass interference. Maybe he just fell. I don't know where he didn't like go up for deep ball, and I was kind of just confused because that's kind of one of his things he's good at. But, sure. Yeah, he looked pretty good this game though overall. So that was uh, nice to see him kind of be like a reliable, for the most part, deep threat for them. Yeah, he got the first tutty, right? Yeah. Tutties. So. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I don't know if this is. I think it's his third year. In check, but. Yeah, I think it's third. I think it's his third year. Um, let me see. Let's, let's it's his fourth. It's his fourth year. He was drafted twenty seventeenth in round four. Yeah, so he hasn't done a whole lot yet, but it's not, he hasn't really had much opportunity. So maybe you would see him somewhere else next year and get more work. But yeah, I so said Chicago got their break speed off in this game. So, Wink. Yep. 